All around Australia on Triple M, you're listening to Malloy and joining us right now. He's been a good friend of the show for a few years and we love him. It's Charlie. Uh, Owner-operator of, of the Weekly, no, uh, produces Hard Quiz with Tom Gleeson. He's a mogul. He, he is a mogul. In front of the camera, behind the camera, right. uh, holding the camera. He's a triple, quadruple, sunk, triple threat, <laughs> if there's such a thing. Charlie. <laughs> Charlie Pickering. Charlie Pickering. Thank you. I'm not sure I'm a mogul, but I definitely ski that way. Come on. <laughs> nice. And it's jokes like that that keep getting me asked back <laughs> on this show. Boy, you're on the big bucks. Can you tell me what the post-lockdown environment has been yeah. like for you? What's the first thing you did? Where'd you go? Oh, first thing, I, you know, as soon as curfew was over, just a nutty run down the street, Mickey. Tribute to you. <laughs> but um, I love a good nudie run. Yeah. It's funny, like, you know, the lockdown was lifted and freedom came and, and I was excited. And then I remembered I'm still a father of two young children and I don't go out to pubs. <laughs> <laughs> so who am I fooling? Who am I fooling? <laughs> You're in the middle of an 18-year lockdown. Yeah. Photos of my single comedian mates drinking beers in pubs and me going, wow, post-lockdown is a lot like during <laughs> lockdown. I saw a good picture of you out and about recently. Was it you as a Essendon fan? Really barreling the camera. Yeah. This was obviously pre-TV career. <laughs> I had a goatee that should not be seen on TV. But uh, it, it was the 2000 grand final Matthew Lloyd had just kicked a goal from about fifty out. Yeah. It was, you know, it was one. It was the great greatest time ever to be sure. an Essendon supporter. And I just realised I saw the red light come on the camera. <laughs> well, you know, when they pan yeah. around to the crowd, and I and I barreled it and gave it a bit of a number one. <laughs> <laughs> well played. And you know, after that, I just thought, you know what? Maybe there's a career in this. You know, being um, unpalatable on TV. Maybe <laughs> I should give that a go. <laughs> Well, you looked good. You looked energetic. Yeah. And, uh, your team, <laughs> when, you, when your team's up and about, oh, yeah, uh, you've got to get involved. Uh, what's I know you follow the news closely. Yeah. Uh, what mm. has taken your fancy? What's the big story mm. of the day for you? I mean, obviously, the the big story is the is is the the, the enormous step forward that Australia is making on climate change. I just think yeah. it's incredible. <laughs> and Scomo is a negotiating genius. Oh yes, you know he somehow took on the might of the Nationals <laughs> and came out with exactly what he had going into yeah. the negotiation. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you know, um, it, it actually is a master negotiator step to spend an entire weekend thrashing it out with <laughs> Barnaby Joyce and somehow be able to announce something that's exactly the, the same, same that existed <laughs> before. My work here is done. Yeah. I mean, that would have been gruelling. He's come out the other side. The nation will be forever grateful. He's on his way over there now. He's, I think he left this morning on his way to Glasgow. To Glasgow? Yeah. Tough Stand town, up. Glasgow. You ever been to Glasgow? I've, I've played Glasgow oh, a wow. couple of times Jeez. doing stand-up. Really? You, you were being glassed. Did they throw things at you? They're, they're, a, they're a rowdy bunch. This showed I was a tourist. I broke up a fight in Glasgow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and um, it was really funny. Like, it was after the gig. The gig had gone fine. And, uh, and after the gig, I was just having a drink in the bar and a few punters were coming up. And then a guy started abusing his girlfriend at the bar. Mm. Like it was a bit ugly. Yes. And no one was doing anything. Yeah. And naturally, as an Australian abroad, I felt it important <laughs> sure. to get involved. <laughs> yes. And I just went up and say, hey, hey, you shouldn't talk to ladies like that. And she turned on me <laughs> in the most yeah. incredible way. I don't need you to talk for me. <laughs> I've got this under control. He is my butch. You know, and I was wow. like, well, there yeah. you go. All it, right. That's not an uncommon story. <laughs> when, when inserting yourself into domestic violent mm. situations, that is uh, more often than not how yeah. they end up. Well, in Glasgow, a couple of things I remember was they have like an odd spot 
and like it let the uh, you know the age odd spot. Yeah, and this paper. was uh, a guy turned up at a soccer 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 ground with a samurai sword in an attempt to kill someone. Anyway, Oof. they got the sword off him and chopped him up. Oh my I go, god, I go, well, that's just hilarious. <laughs> Nutty. But that's like that story just before we go tonight. <laughs> yeah, that's a right. cat yeah. got found in a uh, laundry <laughs> basket. So that was a true thing. And the other one... Do you know what? That that samurai sword incident is a lot like Scott Morrison's climate change policy. <laughs> it relies relies heavily on self-regulation without authorities getting involved. That's right. 100% Just right. Let them chop themselves to pieces. It'll be fine. I went to a pub in Glasgow. Sorry, you've got me on pubs mm. now. I can't, oh, can't get off them. I went to a pub. We, we were walking over from a gig and went, oh, there's two pubs. One of them's bound to be skanky. This is Glasgow. Uh, mildly dangerous, mm. a bit un- unnerving. So let's go into this one. We walk in, we go, oh, damn it. We've made the wrong choice. They're like real rough people right. there. They're even an element of like a titty bar, okay. like with some poles. And Righto. It looked dingy. And, and what was, was wrong with it? <laughs> well, I was sitting there going, guys, let's just, if we've got a beer now, we need to just yeah. finish it or we look silly. Let's yeah. just finish our beers mm. and go. We've made the wrong course. Let's live with it. Mm. Walk out the front door going, we should have gone to the other one. At which point there's five police cars and a guy comes flying out the window and oh, lands on the pavement. God. I go, good choice. <laughs> okay, well done, Glasgow. <laughs> hey, Charlie, can you stick around, mate? I, you always do this for me. You you always bring something to the table, and yeah. it's usually in the form of a nutty TV show. <laughs> yeah. I believe you're coming again after this. It's Malloy on Triple M. This is Triple M. You're listening to Malloy. We're joined by Charlie Pickering. By the way, Charlie's podcast, The Time Traveller's Guide to Not Dying, audible.com.au. Tell me about that again. I, yeah. I, I love this concept. Look, it's set in the future, yeah. and I am a, a washed-up version of myself, so yes. it's probably January. But um, <laughs> it's uh, no, it's actually in the year 2040, and I'm a washed-up version of myself. And as a bit of a, a bit of a corporate gig, I am hosting the travel guide and it's how to use your new time machine that you've just right. bought. Yeah. And I'm also spruiking various time travel packages and which periods of history you can go back to. Yeah. And it's like getaway. Mm. If Katrina Roundtree, instead of going to, you know, Dubbo, uh, was going to the Renaissance, yeah, right? 14th century the France Salem, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Salem witch trials, absolutely. And mm. uh, and in most situations, uh, it turns out you would die in history. Right. I, I've, I've concluded okay. death was pretty popular <laughs> in history. Well, sounds like a beauty. I'll uh, I'll yeah. look it up. Uh, now, what have you got for me today? Okay, so you know, I, I was thinking politics hasn't been too impressive lately, mm. and, and leadership has been a little disappointing. Sure. And so I've found I found a reality TV show, sadly short lived, only one season, oh. and cancelled amidst some controversy. That's longer than Heil Hitler. I'm home, which you bought us <laughs> yeah. last time. That's right. Still getting over that. Yeah, this is. It's not quite as dicey as Heil Hitler. I'm home, <laughs> but it's close. So anyway, so this one puts leadership in in the hands of a different group of people with similarly poor results. Let's listen to the setup, shall we? This is Bonanza City, New Mexico, or what's left of it anyway. The pioneers who ran this place back in the 1800s ran it into the ground. Lack of leadership and lack of will combined to leave this town completely and totally dead. Now, 40 new pioneers will try to fix their forefathers' mistakes and build a town that works. It won't be easy. Pioneer living is tough. And the amazing part is, these pioneers are children. 
<laughs> oh my god. It is an abandoned what? western ghost town in the middle of the desert <laughs> and they literally dump 40 children oh my god. completely unsupervised wow. to run the town. And if you thought Lord of the Flies worked out, well, <laughs> let's make a TV show about that. This show absolutely nails it. And the the kids the kids were so excited to be there. Have wow. The oldest just turned 15. The youngest is eight and a half. I think I'm going to die out here because there's nothing. Eight and a half? Oh, my God. So there is, there is a core of four kids that are leaders that tell everyone what to do. Right. I'll shock you. They don't turn out too popular. <laughs> um, and then everyone gets given jobs like right. cooking, washing the clothes, setting up beds. And I, I cannot stress this enough. They are getting zero help from adults. Like okay. there's, there's no adults involved. <laughs> there is absolutely no assistance, right? And it, yeah. and it goes very, very badly. Oh. At first, they have trouble cooking. And the first problem is what they're going to eat. The first dinner is meant to be chicken. Okay. <laughs> and there is one kid who grew up on a farm trying to show the others how they're going to eat some chicken. Uh. Bring the chicken up. You're going to hold it tight. Hold it straight. Hold it. You're going to stretch its neck out. Go. All right, guys. You ready? Hold it. Hold it. He sped up the natural cycle of life and death. We've sped up the natural cycle of life and death. And so they have to kill their own yeah, chicken okay. and then cook dinner. This project, it won't surprise you, is a bit too much for most of the kids. Right. And it ends up, there is the cooking is the biggest problem, right. it turns out. And there is one girl that ends up carrying all the responsibility for yeah. cooking for 40 children. She's never cooked before. Okay. And I'll be honest, it's, it's not her fault it's not going well because the others aren't pulling their weight. Have a listen to this little argument. Yeah, I'm cooking breakfast alone. Hold on, I got money on this game. Why do you have money on the game when you're supposed to be cooking breakfast? I have money on this game. I have two more bowls to give and I'll be So you're here. gambling when you're supposed to be cooking breakfast? Yup. <laughs> what is going guy, on? So there's a game. A guy has house? put money on a game of pool. Right. And won't come and cook breakfast. Yeah. And it's like, wow, this is just like adult society. Are They've they look- absolutely replicated. It is incredibly authentic. And they, like it all descends into chaos within one episode. The show did get cancelled at the end of the series. Sure. Right. A kid got a kid got um hot grease on its face while oh it was cooking my. and had to be airlifted out of there. Oh my god. The um Parents tried to sue CBS, all of them unsuccessfully, because they'd signed incredible waivers. Yes. Now, you would think, after all of that, that the parents would be furious yeah. with this whole process, that the kids would be distraught. Mm. Yes. But the producers are geniuses. They know <laughs> what can make this Lord of the Flies <laughs> meets Deadwood situation, yeah. what can turn the whole thing around and make everyone love it okay. in the most American way possible, it's money. Listen to this. That star you're holding, uh-huh. pretty heavy, huh? Yeah. Well, it's worth its weight in gold. Literally. $20,000. What do you think your mom and dad would say about this? I think they're going to be thrilled. I think they're going to scream. Well, maybe you should give your folks a call. I've got, I've got something to tell you. What's the matter? I just, I just want $20,000. What? Are you kidding me? God, I cannot believe it. 
When you hear your kids sounding happy, there is no better feeling in the world. <laughs> it's the same kid that was just telling off the guy for gambling on a pool game. She has not been having a good time. And good luck getting out of Dodge with 20 grand in your pocket. <laughs> yeah, right. There'll be a bunch of ruffians <laughs> will be waiting out the front of the saloon as you walk past or who'll be having all that. So it's kind of like a, uh, a, a kiddie's Deadwood yeah. is the way you will. Yeah. It is kids' Deadwood, and it's funny. It was seen as one of the worst things done to children in a very long time. Yes. But the producers say they'd like to make it again. <laughs> like, So they're, they're actually talking about remaking it right now. Joined by Charlie Pickering on the show, it is Malloy on Triple M. He always delivers. He so always good. brings us something. Did you know uh, after you brought us uh, Heil Honey, I'm Home, yeah. Jim Jeffries, who we were on the show from time to time, was aware of the exact same episode yeah. where he just could not believe mm. how, what he had seen. <laughs> it's it's nice to know that my tastes and Jim Jeffries' tastes yeah. are so close. <laughs> that's, that's, right. that's reassuring. Yeah, like, like peas in a pod, you too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Now, we mentioned the weekly. I always look forward to it at the end of the year, yeah. the yearly. Please promise me that you'll be doing your new... Is it your New Year's Eve show? Well, I'm doing I'm doing the yearly late December, and I'm hosting New Year's and Eve. And you're hosting New Year's Eve overall. But the yearly is a great retrospective mm. uh, look at the year. It's not going to be a lot of joy in this one. I'm going to spoiler alert. <laughs> but I remember getting to the end of 2020 going, thank God that year's yeah, yeah. disappearing in the rear vision mm, mirror. Yeah. And then 2021. Yeah. Just took it up a notch. So it'll be an interesting year to do an autopsy on. Absolutely. Well, you know, you know I love efficiency. And looking back, I can reuse most of 2020's yearly (laughs) and just run it for this year. I've got great lockdown stuff. I've got people not wanting to get vaccinated, can't get the vaccine. We've got everything. It's all ready to go. That'll be on when, did you say? Dates for that? Uh, That's on ABC. Uh, It's it's late December. I'm working on it at the moment. We're making it in the TV minds as we speak. Sounds great, mate. Always a pleasure to have you on the program. Uh, And the podcast too, The Time Traveller's Guide to Not Dying at Audible. Com.au. You want to check that out? Good on you, mate. Too kind, guys. Good on you. Charlie Pickering. It is Malloy on Triple M.